Hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that topic for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. And we are back from our break. I guess we banked episodes, so hopefully no one noticed, but we've been off for the past two weeks. <laughs> you did so. tell them. We've mentioned that yeah. a bunch of times, so it I know. kind of spoils the prestige. Yeah. yeah, but it's still such a surprise when, <laughs> I don't know. Instead of recording last week, I went to Coney Island for the first time and then saw uh, Bit Brigade, which is a heavy metal band that plays video game music live over someone speedrunning it on stage. Cool. Did you see anyone injecting heroin into their bodies like I did the one time I went to Coney Island? <laughs> no, I did not. It was uh, Sunday where the weather was like 75 and slightly cloudy, so it was all families there. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the circumstances under which I went to Coney Island, too. But I was still waiting outside a bathroom at one point and definitely saw a dude inject heroin into his arm. That would make the ride even more exciting, I guess. guess. Wouldn't it just make walking around a ride? Well, yeah. You don't even have to spend the tickets. You can just enjoy the sidewalk. That's the beauty of... That's the the real savings you don't hear about doing heroin. That I want to make places like Coney Island so much better, where I'm assuming it still has the old tiny, like, painted plywood uh, framework for things, where it would look way more exciting if you were altered in some way. Oh, man, can you imagine going through a house of horrors when you were on some kind of drug? I can't, because I've never done any of those kinds of drugs, but I bet that it would be really scary and fun. Yeah, it's got that, um, that... That like a slightly spookier version of that uh, Jersey Shore clown, I believe, known as Tilly in Asbury Park, but uh, it's in the theme park is all over is this scary clown. Hmm. That's really. <laughs> Do you know the had... clown face? Real? Do you know the clown face? I mean, no. Oh, that's weird. I it's I... uh huh. I don't really understand how this is a productive area of conversation. <laughs> oh, it just, it's just a clown a, a, face? What's so special it about it? It would be especially spooky for someone who is extremely on heroin. <laughs> okay. Isn't that every clown face, though? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, like, threaten to eat you or anything, does it? Uh, I mean, I guess the threat is implicit because that's what clowns are. <laughs> They're monsters yeah, that's that fair. eat you. What the heck? Yes. This isn't even a clown. I clicked on this. Yeah. That's oh, a clown did you send face, a thing? Isn't it? No, it looks like a Alfred E. Newman type of guy. Mm. Uh, I oh yeah, he's got like a like a collar shirt with a tie. Yeah, he, he looks like have a makeup on. I didn't know like how else to fellow. describe it besides a clown face because it's got those red lips and is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, like all those makeup ads that are full of clowns. <laughs> he looks like a very lazy interpretation of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, this is like a popular uh, clown face from a long time ago, and Coney Island has a much scarier version of it in their their theme park, Luna Park. 
I don't think that it, you can call someone a clown if they just have their hair parted in the middle. <laughs> they need to have curly hair to be a clown. He's like hmm, a 1920s guy, isn't he, with that kind of collar? Maybe this is what they thought clowns were. He looks like that guy from Boardwalk Empire who sings all the songs in the club and has that weird voice. Do you know what I'm talking about? you remember that? I didn't watch that show. Oh, well, anyway, he looks like that guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Okay, you remember what I was saying earlier about not productive areas of conversation? Because we just, we found it. Anyway. I forget how to have conversations, specifically podcast-style conversations. Yeah, we definitely, these two weeks off, we gotta shake the rust off, I think. So, what did you do on the internet for the past two weeks, Louisa? Oh, shit. Um... Do you want me to go first? Yes. (laughs) Jeffrey. I am trying to decide a a delightful new service launch, uh, and by delightful I mean pointless, everyone used it for a week and now it's gone, uh, called, mm, pronouncing it is hard, it's Sarah-ah? It's spelled S-A-R-A-H-A-H. Oh, the anonymous question asking thing? Yeah, it's not even, like, the, the current format it, you had stuff like Ask FM and Formspring, which you could ask anonymous questions, and then the person who got sent the questions could publish an answer. This one, you just get anonymous messages. You can't publish the mes- messages. You can't respond to the messages. And how do you arrange to fuck the person? Uh, <laughs> which I you, assume is the purpose of all internet apps. You can't. Um, That's crazy. Why would you exchange <laughs> uh, anonymous messages with a stranger if not for the else? So this is like a fucking. coward's messaging app where you can be like, oh, I've always had a crush on you, you can't contact me, bye. <laughs> Pretty much. Which is why the thing I really wanted to talk about was this Thick Wife article. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> th- uh, did, okay, the, you broke out at exactly a m- the moment yeah. that made it sound like you said a thick wife article. Is yes. that what you said? <laughs> that, I that's, that's exactly crazy. what I said. I want to talk about okay. this thick wife article. Yeah. <laughs> what is a thick wife? Oh no, Matt's behind. I was the one behind, but I'm caught up now, and Matt's behind. Uh, what? <laughs> so this guy wrote an article for a website I don't know because I didn't click on the article because I don't want to read it, where he talks about how brave and heroic he is for daring to uh, love his wife who is slightly above average uh, weight and shape. Is this like when everyone was was pretending that they weren't shaming men with bad bodies by calling them dad bods? But that's exactly what Why they were was doing. That shaming? I don't. No, what? I don't think. I think that uh, no, was genuine it, appreciation. Uh, I don't know. I think that that's. I mean, I don't know this thick wives thing that you're talking about, and maybe it's way more heinous. But I found the dad bods thing kind of heinous because everyone was like, "Oh, look, I can still be attracted to this man even though he doesn't have like an eight pack or whatever." Like, look how great I am. Look how much I love average men. Well, I don't know if I agree with you, but you've exactly tapped into what Jeff is about to say about this article. Yes. Okay. The article was this guy being like, I, I love th- I love my wife, even though I've been made fun of all my life for being attracted to women who are... Like, she's not even a very fat person. She was like burlesque dancer build and he's going into like like waxing poetic about the beautiful soft curves of her body and every Ew. everyone online just <laughs> ripped into this guy 
like Good. constantly taking uh the first like bit of the article like i love my curvy wife ever since i was a teenager i've been made fun of for my for loving women who were and like cutting off in the middle for character limit and then having a picture of like uh a big chubby cat or a deep dish pizza <laughs> Um, I think my favorite one was just the text reading, please, my wife, she's very thick. (laughs) Wait, please your wife? Like, no, like, uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. I put one up today and it was, uh, I love my curvy wife and it was a picture of Jigglypuff. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's that's a little too close to home for you though, isn't it? Yeah, that is no, it's true. It's that's funny your, and that, true. That's your ideal. That's your perf- your best life that you wish you could be living. This is the ideal female body. You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. Oh man, I wish uh, I could find like a list of old uh, funny joke structures that we've forgotten about because I still love a lot of them when I get reminded of them. Uh, you have to go on Know Your Meme and just browse like the 2016 article. it's funny how uh exhausting it can be to try to remember all of them though you're like oh man i just looked through a hundred old memes and i feel so great wait that was only from the first half of 2014 (laughs) yeah i i felt slightly nostalgic tweeting a joke in the format of boy i love controversial subject now time to read the news and take a big sip of coffee (laughs) Uh, i still i still really like the one that's like me something or like uh dumb people something you something me woke and then something else i like that one yeah that's 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 been a recent classic that's very easy Uh, or a a text version of the like expanding brain one is also (laughs) always funny to me or that one with that lady looking at all those mathematical formulas. <laughs> that is the perfect reaction to anyone saying something strange. Um, yes. And I think the completely unbeatable response is uh, the mocking SpongeBob. Yeah, I, I don't. I, the trouble I don't... is, that's too accessible to very dumb people. So. Yeah. If they use it wrong, they yeah, are also impervious to correction. It's, it's a vicious weapon, but it like you can't come it's back. Sort of from the it. atomic bomb of the internet. Like no one can really mutually assured destruction. Yeah, we should all be mature enough to stop using it because we can't trust that it won't destroy everything that we've built. It's it's so fun though if someone like tries to have, like, a oh, this is my principled stance, and you just lay that on them and there's nothing they can do. They can't say anything in response to just repeating what they said in a funny, quote, voice. Yeah, I guess. I don't... I mean, yes, but that's the same level as when you were in middle school and somebody would just keep repeating whatever you said until you got mad and left. I know, it always worked! It always worked, but also everyone hated you. (laughs) After you did that, it was hard to come back from that because everyone was like, oh, he's that guy who did that thing. No, I mean, it always worked on me. Now I want to turn it around. No, don't do it, Jeff. That's what I'm saying. You You need to break the vicious cycle of degrading our dialogue as a society yeah sure or not that's fine too what did you do online me yeah you need to specify jeff 
Is yeah, it me you. Or Louisa? You, okay. Matt. <laughs> um, uh, well, I've been in England for two weeks, which means that I've had really shitty internet access. Um, but, uh,. I did get this thing. So, uh, you know, when I was overseas, obviously, if I didn't have Wi-Fi, I couldn't connect because I didn't want to pay a billion dollars for international cellular service. Uh, And some people talk about swapping out SIM cards in your cell phone. But, Mm. like, everyone I... Yeah, everyone I know who's done that, it worked when they got it swapped in the other country. But then when they came back, they couldn't figure out how to swap it back. And then they didn't have a cell phone for a month. So... I don't want to do that. Um, but I found this thing called Skyroam. Have you ever heard of this, you guys? No. Is this just some sort of burner phone? No, it's a it's an $80 Wi-Fi hotspot, uh, and it works in any country that has cellular capability. Okay. Um, and, it, and you pay $8 for a, a 24-hour pass. And then when you turn it on, it just connects to whatever cell tower and gives you... 3G internet access for 24 hours. Uh, and it worked really well. Um, it, there were a couple times I needed to reboot it, uh, but, but by and large, it was it was pretty cool to not have to worry too much. But it made me realize how little I need cell phone service. Like, I just used Facebook messaging for all my texting, and, like, I never want to speak to a person on the phone anyway. Yeah. So why, you know... Do I even need that? I just need internet, and then I wouldn't need any of this other bullshit. Yeah, uh, I I actually had a problem with my SIM card for uh, the past couple days, because my model of phone, it just occasionally decides, eh, you don't have a SIM card in there. Um, mm-hmm. And it did not change much because there's optimum Wi-Fi everywhere. Or, like, I was at the mall, and the mall has free Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's, like, the only thing I I had to carry, like, switch my service to my backup phone just so I could, like, text and call people if I needed to. But, like... Backup phone. I have a backup phone, just in case. Oh, Jeff is a hardcore drug dealer. (laughs) It is a track phone, but it used my normal number. I don't want to set up another number on it, because I have no need (laughs) for... That's the laziest drug dealer out there. (laughs) Oh yeah, I got a burner phone, but I connected it to my main account. (laughs) It's fine, right? Um, But like, even... I, I was texting with someone who... I use Signal for the encrypted texting, and if the other person also uses Signal... It doesn't go through cell service. It just goes through your Wi-Fi or your data. So, like, I was still able to text on my normal phone with some of the people on my contact list. It's just... It's getting to the point where, do we need cellular service? Do people make calls? Like, honestly, if people... I heard that there was some startup company that's uh, trying to do this thing where they launch tiny satellites so that they can do, like nationwide Wi-Fi um, and then you would just be able to connect to it and you wouldn't need cellular service and like, yeah, do that. that feels I would like, probably do that. That feels like it would need to be an extremely big satellite. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I, obviously I don't know the technology behind it, but like, if you've got a couple big satellites and then some signal boosting satellites, I think you'd be okay. What if it's hmm. a million tiny satellites that blot out the sun? Yeah. What it if is. It's a th- what if it's a thousand points of light that prevent us from ever getting hit by missiles? Is that what that program was about? What if, it's, 
What if it's so, 10,000 lightning bugs to give although... you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, whatever happened to that song? It wasn't very good, I guess. I liked it. I had that yeah. album. I, I am... liked Owl City as a guy. I don't know his real name, but he seemed really Adam happy. Something. Yeah. His real name is Dumb Ben Gibbard. <laughs> no, he's Happy Ben Gibbard, which is pretty much the same thing, but... <laughs> Like, I don't know, I, I, I was kind of into his upbeat attitude. Yeah, yeah I, I like that song fine, and uh, his other co-credit hit, uh, Good Time with Carly Rae Jepsen, and those mm, are the only two one. songs he's ever had, and now he's dead. <laughs> he has a recent uh, duet with somebody, and I don't remember who, but... I really want him there. to do a duet where he's still doing his bouncy, upbeat thing, but then the other person is saying the filthiest things yeah he needs a duet with rihanna yeah exactly like i just want it to be him doing i mean it's sort of like when uh what was it lonely island did a duet with with like (laughs) little john or something they were with tegan and sarah for the lego movie oh no (laughs) there's nothing filthy in that though those are all just adorable people right no they just picked the absolute filthiest rappers to be in this children's movie song with the saddest lesbians of all time Wait, are Lonely Island filthy rappers? Yes, extremely. All they do is oh. make dick jokes. Yeah, you have not heard any of their music? <laughs> I heard the Lego music. <laughs> Lego music. <laughs> I, I thought they were really nice. <laughs> well, I see. This is, this is exactly the error that's going to lead to some <laughs> mom or dad buying a, uh, a CD of the Lonely Island for their child because they liked the Lego movie song. <laughs> Hold yeah, that's on. great. They premiered the video for "Come in My Pants," which was censored on SNL. How have you not heard about that? Because I don't watch SNL because I'm not 85 years old. It is called "Jizz in My Pants," but they still censor it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. I don't watch SNL, and I don't well, really. You don't have to to get what's going on. What's going SNL on? SNL should <laughs> SNL should become a YouTube channel. There, yeah. I said it. Yeah. So anyway, what did you do online, Louisa? <laughs> uh, we will say that I made a pie for Harry Potter's birthday, a treacle tart. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to count that as being on the internet because Jeff is so kind as to host that on his uh, website, Weaponized Language. Yeah, you did three last month. That was a lot. I know. I feel like I want to do more than once a month, but whatever. I'm still working on stuff. But uh, hey, guys, turns out treacle tart is bad. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> I like it okay. It's, it, I mean, it's not that far from like a, a shoe fly pie or. A... Yeah. I I it's read the. Bitter, though. I read like the it. recipe and was like, oh, this is ground up bread and corn syrup. <laughs> this isn't gonna yeah. be good. This isn't gonna taste bad. Well, I think that's why everyone was like, oh, well, we'll never talk about treacle tarts again and just eat pecan pie because it's all the good things about treacle tart. But with all the better things that are pecans well, and like yeah. maple, um, the thing about molasses. Corn syrup is it's just <coughs> sweet and sort of neutral flavored, and the thing about dark corn syrup is also sweet, pretty neutral flavored, but like a caramel kind of taste to it as well. Neither of those are bitter like golden syrup is, and that's really its downfall. Because oh man, <laughs> it was super gross. Yeah, British tastes tend towards like uh, self-flagellation a little bit. I <laughs> yeah. Think. You you find some things and they're like, no, it's good that it's so bitter you can't eat more than one. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is a oh. dog biscuit with sugar sprinkled on top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, there's like, 
pretty much every joke in every British thing is about how British food is bad. It's weird, though, because I think a lot of British food is quite good, but there's, mm-hmm. like, 10% of it that is just unfathomable. Yeah, a lot of it's, like, the worst kind of American uh, 50s and 60s food that's just, like, here's a bunch of canned vegetables. It's like, this isn't good, though. It's kind of like it's kind of like England had these thousands of years of cooking traditions to, to hone some really well-refined tastes, and then at the very end, like, H.P. Lovecraft came in and wrote some unspeakable horrors into all of it, <laughs> somehow. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I tried again. I tried again to eat black pudding while I was over there, oh, which is a, a standard with every breakfast I, you get, pretty I much. Like black pudding. <laughs> it's <laughs> so. It's just too much. I don't. It's not even that I don't like it, but I I can't eat a whole piece of it. Yeah, you just have some little little roundies of it, and then you're, yeah, that's what. <laughs> even one whole roundie is too much for me. It's it's basically it's fried intense. blood, right? Yeah, fried yep. blood with chunks of spices and bread in it. So, like, it sounds like the type of thing you would want grounded to a dust and then used as, like, a light seasoning. Sprinkle <laughs> <laughs> some blood on your food? <clears throat> it's not, like, it's like, oh man, you know how you have a little bit of bacon with your eggs, like, maybe two slices? This is all, this is the whole package of bacon condensed into one little tiny disc. <laughs> It's not even, though, because at least bacon gives you some, like, mus- like muscle tissue and fat to, to chew on. Um, I I think if you just boiled some black pudding, you'd get gravy eventually, right? <laughs> Gross. No. Well. It sounds like the absolute worst way to get gravy. <laughs> yes. Like, I'd be uh, more comfortable if you were like, ah, if you just put a cow in a juicer, you get gravy, right? <laughs> Do you think that we could market to the people that make black pudding the slogan of the absolute worst way to get gravy? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, those restaurants where they're mean to you, and that's the yeah. whole appeal to- of it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think that 10% of British cuisine is that. <laughs> I just eat so- this horrible thing. A lot of it's using garbage, though, isn't it? Like, what are we going to do with all this blood? Or yeah, that's I true. found out, I was reading more about treacle in the cooking process. And uh, treacle is the garbage of sugar refining that they figured out about 100 years ago that they could sell to people. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah it's, but I mean, every all the food, all staple foods from every country in the entire world is just what the peasants had to eat because they would starve otherwise. But here's the thing, because I think that people still hold on to those bad things, yeah, even though they don't yeah. need to anymore. Mm-hmm. And like... For instance, I drank a not in not an I what should I say a not insignificant amount of beer while I was in England, and um, there's a certain amount of it was just like this is sour beer, and I was like, that's what you say when beer's gone bad, right? <laughs> that it's it's gone sour, but yeah. yeah, they really like it over there. They really like sour beer, and I'm just like, I I guess. It's not that it's undrinkable, but it's not as good as good beer. Yeah. I don't Ugh. like good beer. I like those mm. sweet candy-flavored beers because I'm a child. Yes, both <laughs> of you are that. Yes, Smirnoff right. Ice, hooray! <laughs> yes. Well, I had to sit around a bunch of teenagers that I'm related to talking about how 
uh, they think that they're they just don't think that they will ever like drinking because it's just too gross and uh, you know only only dumb idiots ever drink and it's better to to have thoughtful conversations instead and I was like oh my god you guys are like the squarest people in the whole world <laughs> you that's know how modern civilization was formed <laughs> oh, that's uh, half of teenagers that think that they are one percent of teenagers who have yes this out. <laughs> that's exactly correct all the teenagers that drink beer for the first time and they're like mm, this tastes bad which is true and then they're like, okay, I'm never going to drink, and I'm way too smart to ever drink, so I'm going to always tell people that I'm too evolved for drinking. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, everyone hates that, you know, right? Everyone hates <laughs> it when you say that. Yeah. Also, it makes it very clear that you would be the worst person to go to a party with. Ah, oh, but see you judging that guy who's just trying to inject a little bit of heroin to enjoy Coney <laughs> Island some more. <laughs> Yeah, you're just, right. When you're right, you're right. He needs that extra boost to make the cyclone feel fun. Man, you know what, though? Okay, except for the fact that he almost certainly would vomit, I bet going around Coney Island with that dude while he was super fucked up on heroin would be kind of fun. No, I think it'd be terrifying. If yeah. he was like, hey, step right up, like he might just stab him out of a instant yeah. adrenaline high reaction. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what does heroin do? What does it make people feel like? It like sleepy, brings up all your um it's No, it's heroin same... makes you sleepy. Well, eventually, yes. It is it is a, a refinement of opium or what's the opposite of a, a refinement? I'm not sure if it's the one or the other, but it's related to opium. <clears throat> and yeah. yeah, it's supposed to like make you feel good. That was it was that was why it was developed by the Bayer company who now pretend they only make aspirin. I know what you did, you liar. <laughs> you invented heroin. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm in a theme park with somebody on, like, heroin or PCP. But if I was in that situation, I think there could be fun to be had in it. <laughs> you don't think so? Mm, no. Maybe. Wouldn't you be just worried about them the whole time? <laughs> just watching somebody freak out? Well, I'm obviously, I don't care about their well-being oh, okay. if I'm... If I, like, watched them inject heroin and it wasn't like, hey, cut it out. You've become a rich guy so desensitized you pay drug addicts to go around Coney Island with you so yeah. you can watch them freak out and feel alive for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. the new That's the new rich sport, is uh, paying poor people to get very high and then watching them try to do normal things. Actually, that <laughs> sounds really depressing. fun. No! That is 100% the premise of, like, every dystopian story ever. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's the Hunger I mean, Games. Okay, I understand that it's a little bit depressing, but tell me how that isn't a win-win if the poor person wants to do drugs anyway. Oh, I don't man, think they want to. capitalism right now. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry, Matt. You have to be, like, fourth in line for the guillotine now. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying that it I, that it's good that it gets done. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's I like it, not that I would participate in it. Well, listen, the situation that we have now where rich people pay other rich people to watch poor people starve is less good for almost everyone. But if the rich people paid poor people to do drugs, at least the poor, poor people would have some kind of upside. Right? Is this the premise of Trading Places or Brewster's Millions, where two rich people bet one dollar that the person won't succeed? 
That's, that's trading, trading places. places. Okay, that's what I thought. I, it no would be one, weird if there was another money thing going on with Brewster's Millions. No one is requested to do drugs, although I think Dan Aykroyd does do cocaine or something during that. It was the movie. 80s, everyone was doing cocaine. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I know Dan Aykroyd was doing cocaine <laughs> on the set of that movie, 100%, yeah. Yeah. with Eddie Murphy, there's no question. But uh, I, I think that in the, I think at one point, isn't Jamie Lee Cur- Curtis a prostitute in that movie? Yeah. yeah. Seems likely. Man, that movie's fucked up. It's a good movie, though. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised they haven't remade it with uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart, let's say. I knew you were going to say Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> you I love mean, Kevin Hart. You want him in everything. He's today's Eddie Murphy. Uh, I don't necessi- I don't think I've seen a movie with him in it, but like, he's the one who's in all of the dumb popular comedies now. Yeah. Would they still keep in the joke about what kind of person that they would let run their company? I don't think so. I don't remember any of the jokes. Yeah, I don't remember that <laughs> One of joke. the rich brothers teases the other one. He says, oh, you know, uh, Valentine, that's um, Eddie Murphy's character. Valentine's doing such a good job, because he, he was. He was really good at stocks, like that was his thing. Uh, he's doing such a good job, maybe we should just keep him on. And then the other guy's horrified. He's like, ha no, don't worry, brother. I would never let an N-word run our company. I oh, see. Yes. <sighs> well, yeah, they'd probably have to make this story uh, somewhat less racist, or at least a little more self-aware. Yeah. It's probably better that they don't remake it, because yeah, remakes maybe. are always bad. I wonder uh, sometimes if the reason why they've never remade an Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor movie is because uh, the racism is so key to making the movie work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're never going to see uh, Blazing Saddles 2018 because, like, you can't make that movie now. It required those specific people at that specific time. Yeah. A movie that I watched while I was on the plane was uh, Get Out, which I think you guys both said you saw. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that movie. What? I don't see Jeff, you saw it? Oh, yeah, I guess Louisa didn't, but I did. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a movie that I think uh, was self-aware about its racism in a way that made it so that it was actually making a point instead of just trying oh, well, yeah. to <laughs> squeak it, was, it by. Yeah. It was actually written and directed, etc. by a black man, so of course, right. yes. I'm saying I think Jordan Peele might be able to pull off a remake of Trading Places that actually had some kind of mm. Yeah, that's true. Meaning. I think he's too smart to do such a thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> probably, that's probably true also, yes. <laughs> um, so I was going to post my random subreddit, but it's one that we actually covered on the show before I got r slash frisson. Um, what so should I re-roll? That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. It's not oh, even man. just one I, that guys, we should we stop doing the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we stop doing it when everyone uh, gets the same one. Okay, gets one I that think, we've done before. I think that's a good stopping point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've re-rolled, okay. and I got r slash metal detecting. <laughs> All right. Oh, I kind of can get into that, maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got r slash image stabilization, which I have no idea what that means. Huh. Yeah, I kind of want to look into it, but I know I can't even guess. I guess it has something to do with... It's sort of like those, like, somebody please help me with my photoshopping thing of, like, hey, can you help me oh, with my videos so it doesn't look like my hands are shaking so bad? Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what it looks like it is. Or those funny GIFs where someone uh, rotates a Star Trek red alert scene so that it is what it actually is, which is all of them moving goofy on a very still stage. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> those are good to see. Uh, And I got r slash replications, which is pretty vague, but I did look at the sidebar, and I do know what that means if you'd like to know before you decide, or I will keep it a secret. Uh, I don't think that I have ever been following the rules in terms of not looking at it, (laughs) so I already looked at it, and it's about drugs. It's about, and it's very interesting the distinction they make, it's about trying to show images and files and videos and stuff that would let someone who's not high on a drug know what it feels like to be high on that drug and they don't just want trippy psychedelic things they make that clear (laughs) they want to be scientific (laughs) about this as accurately as possible from a first person vantage is the phrase they (laughs) use that seems pretty in keeping with the stuff we've been talking about already yeah it's weird isn't it (laughs) when I got it I was like oh my god We could find out what it's like to be on heroin at Coney Island. <laughs> yeah, maybe, if we look hard enough. Oh, God, I oh, I don't know why I clicked on one. It's very upsetting. Is it the Salvia one? I, it is the Salvia one! Yeah, that's. I think that's probably the only upsetting one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so, I mean, metal detecting makes me uh, feel safe and comfortable i feel like you know i feel like there's about a 70 percent chance that when i retire i'm gonna end up being an old man with a metal detector wandering around fields yeah uh so i feel like i'm right on track with that one uh image stabilization looks stupid and boring yeah i don't want to do that one at all but maybe replications like in keeping with the theme of this episode apparently yeah replications for me seems like the one even though like some of the stuff people are finding on metal detecting is cool. It's like, meh, I can look at old coins whenever. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about old coins, except, like, that's cool. Like, oh, cool, also, this is a coin from 1361. Good job. That's it. I gold, looked at it. Th- there are a few gold coins on this. I thought gold wasn't ferromagnetic. I thought you couldn't pick it up with a regular metal detector. Am I wrong? Well, Maybe you can get a special one. inside. Yeah, maybe. Or, I guess maybe if you had, like, more of a ultrasound type of thing, do they make such a thing where you'd find shapes of objects rather than... I, I mm. know in the beginning of Jurassic Park they had a scene where they shot a thing into the ground and then it sent out vibrations so that they could, like, check where stuff was. Hmm. <clears throat> that's, also the, that's also the premise of Kong Skull Island. They drop bombs so that they can measure the vibrations and see what's underground. And then they uh, they play that song "Drop the Bomb" during oh, that scene. Oh, yeah, in the movie. that famous DDR song. Yeah, from DDR. <laughs> <sighs> God. And then they've got uh, what's his name? Gap Band. You really dropped a bomb on me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know uh, that song. <laughs> it's an '80s song. It's got bomb dropping sound effects in it, so that's pretty good. <laughs> no, this movie took place in 1973, so there was no '80s songs. There should have been. <laughs> Let's write them a note. Let's write to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll remake this King Kong prequel slash sequel slash remake. Listen, Hollywood seems very receptive to constantly remaking King Kong movies, no matter yeah. how unsuccessful they are. They really are not willing to let that one go. <laughs> but like, it never works, and everyone's always like, "This is still shitty." And then they're like, "But we're gonna get it right next time." I liked the Peter Jackson one, okay, but this new one kind of ruled. It 
it was like a bunch of very famous like Oscar winning actors and uh extremely dumb uh and so I liked it a lot. I don't believe you, I guess. Like <laughs> it's a movie where the premise is a giant monkey fighting things. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Why? Why would uh, I watch that? Because Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston and John Goodman and John C. Riley are all there. Yeah, but all of those people have made terrible movies, also. Have they? Uh, definitely John C. Riley. A hundred percent John Goodman was in King Ralph, correct? <laughs> I liked that movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as bad as... Have you seen it? No. Then there you go. John Goodman's... <laughs> You're saying I'm not allowed to use King Ralph as a punchline movie? I think I am. <laughs> not until you've seen it. I genuinely feel like the worst movie, the worst comedy movies of the late 80s and early 90s, if they came out today, would be the greatest comedy movies of the year, easily, hands down. Mm. At least yeah. they had premises, as opposed to just <laughs> things happen. Yeah, uh, well, it's... Now, if uh, there are certain actors where, like, you can't tell if a movie's good from the trailer anymore, I just have to go, like, well, that actor has made mostly good career choices for the past 20 years, and I like seeing them in things, so I guess that movie will probably be good. I guess I just don't give a shit about King Kong. Like, if you told me (laughs) you were making a, a movie about John Goodman and Brie Larson exploring a jungle together, I'd be like, that might be a good movie. But as soon as you put the name King Kong on it, I'm like, fuck you! I don't care! But they're setting it up so he fights Godzilla in the next one. Who cares? I don't care about Godzilla either! Me neither. I've never seen a single Godzilla movie besides the bad American one. Well, the first bad American one. It's this weird thing, it's like them rebooting all of these um, Universal Monster movies. I can't believe uh. I talk about this every episode. But, like, they're No, trying... I want to talk about the Dark Universe every episode also. <laughs> Should we change the premise of our podcast to just be about monsters? I saw and Atomic a secret, Blonde like, and the new mummy is in it. We're guaranteed to talk about it every time, but you never know when it's going to come up. Because it always comes up organically, but we're always drawn to it. Yes, it's true. We're like, we're um, making the mashed potato tower, but it's uh, Frankenstein and Jackie like kissing. Yes. Oh Wait, man. I love this. Is Close Encounters of the Third Kind of Universal movie? Are those aliens technically universal oh, monsters? Man. They might oh, be. be Wait, we have to go back to Frankenstein and Dracula kissing because I love this. <laughs> well, that's uh that's where Captain Transylvania's come from. Well, no, wait, I thought he was a Frankenstein that got bitten by a werewolf. How did, yeah. did are his parents a Frankenstein and a Dracula? Was he never Draculized? I think I mean, he was. He, was he bitten, has to he? have Dracula powers because he is every monster. Wait, Here's hold on. A Frankenstein sure... kissing a Dracula is the monsters. We've done this before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm just okay. imagining it as Universal releasing like a hand-painted limited edition bust of the two of them kissing, and it's $4,000. <laughs> yes, and it's, and it's the main... Like, neither of them are female. I want to make that mm-hmm. super clear. Yeah. We're not talking about the Morticia Adams version of a Dracula or whatever. No, we're talking about uh, What's-His-Face and the other one. Lon Chaney Jr.? No, he was the Wolfman. Bella Lugosi? Yeah, maybe. He was and, Dracula. Uh, uh, who was the f- Frankenstein? He's the more famous one. Yeah. Uh, Bo- Boris something? Karloff? Yeah, is, is that it? him? <laughs> was it, know. though? Oh, if only we could look it up. We can't. <laughs> Nope. I think it's Boris Karloff. <laughs> anyway, I would I would love even if it was just like 
a still image of them kissing on the movie poster for something, I would see it. Yep. Also, that's how they absolutely should have marketed Batman versus Superman. <laughs> a yeah, thousand, <laughs> a thousand percent, that movie would have done better if they had marketed it with Ma- Batman and Superman kissing on the poster. Batman uh, slash Superman: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> what the if that's the is, sequel? Yeah, the problem is that Zack Snyder has no idea that all of his movies are extremely homoerotic. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. They need to hand the franchise off to another director who is willing to do that kind of stuff. Uh, and just Joel like, Schumacher? Yeah, well, no. Joel Schumacher, <laughs> Joel Schumacher, I think, was even he was too timid to go full-on Batman-Superman making out on a poster. Oh, uh, yeah, when uh, he did Batman movies, he was. Not now. Now he'd be able to handle it. He stands in his truth. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I, don't, I guess I haven't seen anything he's done since. So. Well, no, one, no one has. Has <laughs> yes. he done anything since? But I've heard since? him talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that would be great, though. I think that you could really... Like, everyone's talking about whether there's going to be a relationship between Wonder Woman and Batman in this new Justice League movie, but if Batman just came out as gay and was, like, super into Aquaman or some shit, that'd be rad. Yeah, yeah it would certainly make the movie, like, different than all the other action movies that look just like it and are extremely boring yeah which makes which makes me think that they're not going to do it because it's the interesting Correct. choice yes yeah yeah everyone's always looking for new ways to do new takes on old properties but if you just made everyone gay literally every <laughs> yep. single one of them gay <laughs> and that would be the perfect way to revitalize any franchise make it extremely popular because everyone who hates it uh, we'll talk about it, and everyone who likes it will go see it, so. Could we do a thing where we make a Superman movie where everyone in it is gay, and then, in a future Superman movie, claim that that was just the Bizarro universe? Mm, that sounds like it would make everyone angry. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. that would make okay. across the board everyone I guess, angry. <laughs> I guess I'm saying, could we make the new cool term for being gay, calling yourself Bizarro? Mm, I don't think that would work at all. <laughs> no? Yeah. It sounds uh, a bit hateful. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, hey, instead of a normal acceptable thing, I'm a violent rock man who's extremely yeah. dumb. That's, I'm a that's bizarro. pretty cool. No. <laughs> no yeah. I don't know. I think it could be cool. Hey, speaking of something we were speaking of before, but it's only just come into my mind, like, fully formed... Do you think Brendan Fraser is, like, a time genius? Like, maybe he traveled back in time? And I say this because... Okay, wait, I have to tell you something that is very important to this theory because it absolutely proves that you are correct. (laughs) Okay. Hold on, where did this theory come from before we go on proving that it's correct? (laughs) Matt was saying that all the movies from the 90s or whatever, I wasn't quite listening, uh, were better than ones today even because they had premises. And then I thought about how many movies Brendan Fraser was in that had crazy premises. And then I thought, it's come to me slowly as we were talking about other stuff, that all the movies he was in, like, they were ridiculed when they came out, and then they've become cult favorites. So is he actually a genius? And some of the movies he was in, people said were good all along. So it's like he's only made good movies, even though some of them were bad. Okay, and now let me prove that Louisa is correct. (laughs) So... While I was in England, I went to the Victoria and Albert Museum, um, and uh, they had a room that was uh, those little, uh, like, coin-sized portraits that people wore in the Edwardian era. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
and all no. of them were Brendan Fraser. <clears throat> are no, cameos are cameos those or are cameos only silhouettes? Cameos are only silhouettes. Okay. These are just these are just called miniature portraits. Okay. Um, and they're done on ivory, and they're all from, like, the 16 and 1700s, basically. And when we were looking around, we found one that Jen and I agreed a thousand percent was absolutely Brendan Fraser. There was no <laughs> question. Like, it was uh, definitely a picture of Brendan Fraser p- painted on this little sliver of ivory f- in 16-0-whatever. You made so, this very confusing, because I imagine he was coming from the future and going back in time and being like, yeah, these yeah. are popular movies. But if he's from the past, he's even more of a time genius. No, I'm saying he's a time genius from the future, and he went back in time to be a part of the best parts of every type of art. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That explains oh, George God. of the Jungle. <laughs> yeah, but I think that I think that painting your face on a sliver of dead elephant is the George of the Jungle of the visual arts. <laughs> George of the Jungle would not be happy about that dead elephant. <laughs> George That's of true. the Jungle is visual arts. Yes, <laughs> a symposium. How I can some, how can something else be the George of the Jungle of visual arts? Well, or I guess it's performing arts. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I see. Uh, so I guess read the sidebar of replications. <laughs> uh, but I'm right, aren't I? Like, I remember how much people talked about how, um, uh, what was, oh shit, what was the one where he's trapped in a bomb bunker for like 30 Blast years? From Blast past. from the past. Yes, when that was about to come out and all the reviews are terrible and everyone's like, what is this shit? But now I hear people talking about that like, they have nostalgia for it, so... Yeah, I kind of liked that movie. <laughs> it was I not bad. It, if anything came out during childhood or teendom, people are going to be... Like, whoever was a child or teen when it came out will be nostalgic for it, even if it's bad. See Space Jam. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, but can I just talk about a meta level on which this all proves that Brendan Fraser is a time traveler? Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen this painting of Brendan Fraser that's in the Victoria and Albert Museum until this recording of this podcast. And I didn't, it's not like I saw a thousand paintings that all looked like different celebrities. I only saw one painting that looked like one celebrity and it was Brendan Fraser. And I didn't bring this up. Louisa (laughs) brought it up. Wait, are you saying... Brendan Fraser is influencing us somehow right now? Yes! I'm saying that this podcast, this episode of this podcast is the height of podcasting art, and Brendan Fraser set up this whole scenario so that he could be a part of it, just like he's been a part of the best art of every medium. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah, he's a listener for sure. (laughs) When does his trip back in time begin? Uh, That is a meaningless question when it comes to time travel, Jeff. (laughs) I mean, like, when... At what point in the timeline, uh, in his own personal timeline, does he go back to all these other times? Well, what you don't know, Jeff, is that the character Booster Gold from the DC Universe is actually based on Brendan Fraser. Okay, I see. That's that's how he became involved in the best uh, comic book franchise, as it has his ongoing quest to be in the, uh, the best of every medium. Hold on, please go on. <laughs> uh, what is What comic book franchise is Brendan Fraser a part of? Booster Gold. 
in what way is he a part of that besides the fact it's that based on him up? it's okay. based on him <laughs> i see well and, he couldn't he couldn't be in it jeff it's drawings that's crazy <laughs> canonically he's booster gold's dad <laughs> oh, is he? That 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 would work. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's true. He is Booster Gold. I don't think any to... of this is true. <laughs> well, well, he is Jeff... a time traveler. That's been established. Yes. Okay, yes, that's true, obviously. <laughs> I'm serious. This, this coincidence is too big for it to not be time travel. <laughs> Intentional time fail. travel. I feel like yes. I need to see this proof of yours. You're going to have to find Jen, this picture. Jen took a picture of it. I will send it to you. All right. Also, we were you both guys... very chi- tired from being on a plane, so we may have been not <laughs> on our You were best, high but... on heroin to make the museum more yes, exciting. <laughs> exactly. We were replicating the effects of heroin. Yeah, Go ahead and read that sidebar. Instead of talking about the subreddit, we uh, have done the thing that is f- it's for, which is replicating what it feels like to be on the hallucinogens. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> is Sal the other one that makes you repeat experiences? Because that's definitely what we are then because we will not fucking shut up about the Universal Monsters or comic books. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that whenever we talk about comic books I can feel Louisa seething and hating <laughs> Jeff and I for going I back to I don't mind it. talking about them on the surface level. Go on. But whenever we talk about Universal Monsters, all three of us are so into it that, that no one pulls us back. I'm just fascinated by this franchise where so all of these I. classic yeah. monsters of literature hang out together with yes. Abbott and Costello for some reason. Yes! It's, so it's the greatest thing! It's the greatest thing ever. It's the greatest <laughs> storytelling ever. And Brendan Fraser is a part of it of course he from is. being in The Mummy! <laughs> Did you see the director of the new Mummy said that he considers the Brendan Fraser ones to be canon in the new yes! uh, universe? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Brendan Fraser got in on this, the greatest storytelling of all time. This is an amazing thing that's going on right now, you guys. When he was in that very serious movie that he got a lot of critical acclaim for, Gods and Monsters, Yes, that was about monster movie making, wasn't it? I have no I idea. I've never heard of it. I thought it was about war movies. Hmm. I'm going to have to break your rules and look this one up. Uh, don't. Do, instead, describe replications for us, yes, please. please. Alright, so replications has uh, a very professional uh, setup, as opposed to some of the subreddits we visit. It has like a blue and gray squiggly lines uh, background to its little header, and it says the word replications on it in black, but then with blue shading on one side and red on the other, as if it's like a 3D image. And for me, the word replication slowly slides across the page as I'm looking at it. Oh, and that's if, fun. if I put my mouse over it, it says replications backwards in white instead. Mm. Yep. And Is it sliding? I don't think it's sliding for me. Mm-hmm. Mine isn't sliding either. Well, mine is. Oh, wait, it does! If you re- <laughs> re- refresh the page, it sl- slides out, but then it stops eventually. Yeah. Oh, I see. <clears throat> and the uh, little alien person is sort of zoomed in on so you only see him from the shoulders up and he's got like a blue triangle grid in his skin like glowing and uh, he has a large purple eyeball on his forehead his eyes are red as usual but they're like ringed in red and then if you put your uh pointer over him he looks like a 3d effect and also melted yep so that's pretty good uh the background for this page is gray like 
MC Escher little squares that look like stairs. Tessellations? Is that tessellations? It could be. I mean, yes, that's shapes that fit together, so yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, they don't have any fun names. They just have readers and users. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were replicating the effects of using weed when they were being creative about this, and they gave up. <laughs> <laughs> they are users in two senses of the word, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. So it just says, there's no real header, it just says replications, and then post images, GIFs, videos, or audio replications of the psychedelic hallucinogenic experience here. This is a place for posting, collecting, and discussing any media that attempts to replicate the sensory aspects of hallucinogenic drug intoxication. It is not a place for merely trippy-looking stuff. The work submitted should seek to emulate the psychedelic experience as accurately as possible from a first-person vantage point. Request threads are expressly prohibited. We value original content on this sub. However, asking politely for a request in a comment thread is acceptable. <coughs> Obviously, everyone trips differently, and replication replication can be hard to get get accurate, <laughs> so not all of the replications may be directly relatable to you. <clears throat> yeah, man, what a dick you would need to be to come to this page and see somebody post something and be like, that's not right! Yeah. That's not how I see it. And yeah. I bet that's most of the people here. Because <laughs> yeah, that's maybe. how it is when you become part of like a super specific community. Some of these don't specify what drug experience they're replicating. That's mm. true. I'm going to try to watch this whole Salvia one again. I'm looking at the top of all time and it's number two of all time. Um, it's very upsetting to watch though. Oh, it's the a... one the one I have is LSD on a cloudy day second place. Yeah, me too. Weird. Oh, I guess it's number three. I wasn't. I thought the top oh, one see. was a was a promoted post or something. Yeah, I watched this one. It's pretty short. Uh, it's upsetting though. Yeah, it's a very weird animation uh, where a hand turns cartoony and then starts uh, deforming and folding in and out on itself in like various strange ways. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it keeps on collapsing in on itself, and then it, the the drawing collapses in on another drawing, and uh, it's really upsetting to me, at least. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. hands crunch the paper up, and then those hands deform, and then they throw the paper away, and it deforms even more. <laughs> it's it's very, like, I've heard that um, Salvia is, like, two minutes, and it's done, and it's extremely scary. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't scary. understand why anyone thinks that that sounds like fun. Yeah. Every time I've ever heard anyone describing a drug trip on Salvia, they're always like, it felt like Satan was eating me from the inside. <laughs> well, do you want to try it? It's teenagers, though, isn't it? Who just want to do something. I guess so. I guess if you're bored enough, you'll be like, yeah, I guess I want Satan to own my soul. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to die. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Uh, there's well, I... one in here that's... that's uh, uh, first attempt at replicating visual drifting. Yeah, I was um, just looking at that. It's a picture of a dog. And it, it, I don't know if this is a drug thing, but I know that sometimes when I'm very drunk, uh, I get this, where if I focus on one image, like one part of what I'm looking at too much, it looks like it's expanding. Mm. You guys get that sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. If I drive a long distance, I'll get that when I reach oh, my yeah. destination, definitely. Oh, yeah, the, the driving one is really fun. It also... Um, I think 
in a period in the late 80s was called Tetris Syndrome, where, like, mm. once oh, you yes. stop driving or playing Tetris, everything still looks like it's scrolling down because your eyes haven't stopped adjusting for it. Yeah, I remember playing DDR so much in high school that sometimes I would, after playing, I felt so sick because it felt like everything was cycling upwards. Yeah. That actually has happened to me going on a long walk. I would stop and then, like, everything would zoom out, like that spooky Steven Spielberg zoom or yeah. whatever. Uh, yep. it's, very, it's very unsettling the way your eyes will be like, well, I'm in motion for this long, so... I guess I will just make, I guess that's the way things are now, and I'm going to adjust, and that's how (laughs) everything will look forever. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, I think we've probably talked about this before, but why do people do drugs, do you think? Boredom, uh, ennui, which is like uh, French boredom. I think a lot of people are trying to self-medicate other mental problems as well. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that joke I just made about how ennui is just French boredom, and I'm mad that you guys didn't like it as much as I did. Oh, it's good. You kind of clipped out a little bit like you sometimes do, and I didn't hear all of it, which I yeah. really just have to pretend I know what's going on. So I was Disappointing. Pretending. I heard it, I just didn't want to <laughs> justify it. It was a fine joke. Uh, it probably deserved more of a reaction than it got, but... Uh... Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely someone's stand-up joke from the 90s, though, right? Yeah, probably. It's gotta be. I also just feel like shitting on French people is, is a pretty easy uh, uh, punchline to go to. Yeah. Why is the top one of all time the top one of all time? Yeah, I can't uh, figure that out either. <laughs> and I, don't, I also don't know what drug it is, because it just says, High dose at campsite. And it's it looks like when you feed an image into the um, Google neural network that oh, yeah. like makes everything make made of eyes and dogs and mess. Oh up. yeah, what was that called? Deep Dream or something? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Now this one says that it's a video, like the other ones, but it's not actually moving at all for me. Is it moving for you? No, it's a JPEG for me. Huh. It says the tag is visual. I don't think that necessarily means it's a video. Yeah, yeah, but it has that little, little gray, gray arrow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, mine doesn't have that. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Maybe that's part of it. Anyway, <laughs> Gods and Monsters was about the retired director of Frankenstein hey. and Bride of Frankenstein. And she did. That was Ian McKellen playing that guy, and then uh, he becomes involved with uh, Rendon Fraser, who's a young guy, so there you go. Uh, people are saying it's really accurate, but nowhere in the comments are they saying what drug it's for. <laughs> I, it says that the first comment on there says something about doing acid. Mm. What is, uh, I guess 200 micrograms? I guess, yeah, if you're measuring, if it's a something measured in micrograms, it must be LSD, aka The acid. problem is I... Every time I see somebody write MG, I always think they're talking about, is it mercury? What's the, is that the symbol, the chemical symbol for M, for? No. I think HG is mercury. Oh, yes, HG is mercury, right. Uh, Magnesium is MG. They're doing, UG is for micrograms, because MG is for milligrams. And I think if you took 200 milligrams of acid, you'd just uh, (laughs) dissolve into stardust. (laughs) Yeah, that's got to be one of those things that they did 
when the military was bored in the 50s, right? Where they were just like, let's see how much acid we can shove in this guy's mouth before he dies. I don't even think you're supposed to take 200 milligrams of Tylenol. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but they must have done it. They did all that kind of crazy stuff. I wonder, can LSD, like, can you overdose on it? Or would you die from a side effect of not having control of yourself? I think you'd just pass out. I mean, a lot of drugs, like, if you take too much of it and it's not something that you can throw up, uh, you if it doesn't kill you instantly, then you just pass out until it's out of your system. It might give yeah. you, send you into a coma or something. Yeah, it yeah. did kill people, though, so I wonder how. Maybe it, like, stops your breathing or something? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, all of so... these videos look horrible, and I think <laughs> that anyone who does drugs is an idiot. <laughs> anyway... Well... I think it's fine for people to do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting others, but I do despise the drug culture of, like, it makes you feel more connected to the world. You should do it. It cures depression. Like, no, laying in bed playing video games also does that. (laughs) Uh, I'm disappointed that all of these uh, ones that I'm looking at are just the same thing. Like, they're just a picture that slightly pulsates in different ways. Like... Yeah. Except for that Check one out... that's the salvia. Everything else is the same. I just watched one that's on the second page of Top of All Time. Uh, it's about six or seven down, and it's called How Faces Look on LSD. Oh, no. Mm. Do you see that? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm clicking on it. Yeah. And Keep then... your eyes on the cross. Oh, so no. it's a it's a video that's showing a bunch of faces and you keep your eyes on a cross in between the faces and they look all distorted, but they aren't. Yeah. Like if you just look at the faces oh, they what? look normal. This is crazy. How is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's just your brain like putting the face things on it in its periphery together, I guess. Oh, that's pretty crazy. It's yeah. so weird. They do all look really messed up. Yeah. Uh even if you, like, close one eye and look at the cross, they still are messed up. It's not like a situation where it's the signals from each eye getting messed up with each other. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, in case I didn't, I needed another reason to never want to do LSD, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, uh, do this fun drug. Uh, it makes everyone look scary all the time. I guess it makes sense for people who want to do, like, art things and want to create art that their brain wouldn't normally be able to do. Well, they said uh, it became so dangerous that it's not allowed to be used for uh, psychiatric purposes, but uh, they said when it first came on the scene that it was super useful to help with PTSD because you could give it to a person and then talk to them and they would sort of see things and whatever but they could talk to you about their trauma as if they weren't re-experiencing it so Mm. like they i saw a documentary once where some doctors were like it was like a shortcut it was like you could just tell the person all right open the door to your trauma and tell me about it and then we'll talk about how to fix it and they could just like talk about it yeah wait which one is it you're talking about acid yeah lsd yeah yeah, because there was a pretty good episode of Radiolab once where they talked about uh, experiments that they did in the 60s uh, with acid where they were using acid to get people to stop smoking. Mm. Um, and wow. basically they gave people acid and then they just sat down and they were like, hey, you should stop smoking. And the person on acid was like, okay. Yeah. And then when they like got sober again, they were like, 
I don't know. It's just really important for me not to smoke. Like, <laughs> that's just a thing that is very important to me now for some reason. Yeah, that's what the doctors are saying. They're saying, like, okay, so you were, you're super scared that you're going to get killed by a bomb, but you're not in the war anymore. You're back home, and you're not going to get killed by a bomb. And then people would just, like, accept it. <laughs> like, they were cured that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, know... I've heard it's extremely good for PTSD and that they've treated patients with major depressive disorder and then just after they take a whole bunch of acid, they never have a depressive episode for the rest of their lives. I know that uh, in college I had a friend who lived in a house with a bunch of people who were very into doing drugs, uh, and I didn't know those people that well, but he once had me over when his friend, who went by the name Washing Machine, I'm not making this up, <laughs> Uh, was on drugs, uh, he was on acid, and he was like, do you want to see something really funny? And then, so Washing Machine was sitting there, and he just kept handing Washing Machine little things to hold, and he couldn't say no, <laughs> and he didn't know, like, he couldn't process it fast enough to put the things down. That sounds crazy. That's a fun prank to pull on someone who even isn't on drugs. <laughs> You just, you work on their social uh, uh, abilities to just say, oh, can you just hold this for a second? Can you hold this? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just keep doing it until they say, oh, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I, think I mean, I, I don't think that that would be a very funny prank, though. They would eventually just be like, no, thanks, no more. But the funny part of this prank was that he couldn't do that. And so yeah. he was very upset that he was holding like 15 tissue boxes so it's like that sleeping cat that people just put a bunch of pancakes on yeah kind of oh man i bet putting a bunch of pancakes on someone on acid would be hilarious uh they probably want to eat those pancakes too yeah well that's why it wouldn't be the one thing that i will say is that i felt very bad for washing machine in that moment and so it, i didn't enjoy it as much as i probably could have um, but if he was eating pancakes, he probably wouldn't have been so sad. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up name from a movie about college been written by people who don't know what college is like. I kind of feel like a lot of my college experiences could be that. Like, Listen, can you prove that you weren't given a bunch of LSD and then told things about college and that you never went to college <laughs> at all? Can you prove that you went... I no, I guess so. I can't. I don't even <laughs> yeah, have a diploma, were... so I can't be like, here. You proof. were just on acid for that whole time. <laughs> you look around your room and suddenly realize there's so many tissue boxes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're, you were washing machine all along. Oh, my yeah. God. That explains why he didn't have a real name. <laughs> and he's, that's also, he was played by Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think his name was Adam. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I don't. I don't know Washing Machine from Adam. Yeah. Oh, boo. Did you ever meet Washing Machine, Jeff? I'm pretty sure I did not, unless I knew him as Adam. I met many Adams. He was friends with another Adam that we both knew. Okay, then I probably met the other Adam, but not Washing Machine. Okay. Anyway, okay. I'm looking at the one on the bottom of the second page, and it's very weird. It's another one of those woobly moving ones, but it's of, like, a spooky graffiti wall. It just says ketamine about 100 milligrams. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good, because things, like, turn in this one and don't just wobble in and out. Why do yeah. people do different drugs if they all do the same thing? <laughs> I question. guess they 
They probably make you feel differently, even if they cause similar visual hallucinations. Yeah, I guess there's only so many visual hallucinations you can get. The thing is, I feel like if you were going to do drugs, the reason you would do it, uh, maybe this is just me projecting, the the only reason I can think of why I would want to do drugs is to see, like, really, to, to experience really crazy, like, stories... You know, like, almost like virtual Mm. reality of, like, having Mm. some kind of experience happen to me and not just seeing things all wobbly. Yeah. So, if anything, I feel like this page is good at deterring you from wanting to do (laughs) drugs because it'd be like, oh, man, it's going to be great. I'm going to, like, travel into my favorite book and I'm going to hang out with Harry Potter or whatever. Uh, And (laughs) instead, it's like, no, you just, the book will look a little wobbly while you're reading it. (laughs) I like this one. I found my favorite because it's one that's just practical effects which is pretty cool uh it's about midway down the second page it's called cross post from lsd size distortions okay. it's actually right by the face i see one. it yeah and it's great that you see a hand slowly moving towards a glass of water on a table but as the hand finally reaches it you realize that it's like a giant glass vase <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it looks tiny and then it looks way bigger and they did it all just with yeah, that is really good. Illusions, I like that a lot. I think that the all the hallucinogen ones, well, it's mostly LSD, are weird. Um, but the fact that they also have ones for ketamine, which I believe is just the stimulant, it's not a hallucinogen, uh, is slightly upsetting. Because like, here we're gonna replicate the things you see on ketamine, which also makes you feel like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and th- is that the one that makes you grind your teeth when you have to use a pacifier? Oh, yeah, probably, because it is one of the rave drugs. Mm. Yeah, so is Molly. Yep. Molly. I don't know what's in that. M- M- MDMA, <laughs> a.k.a. Ecstasy. <laughs> Molly is a much cooler name, though. Ecstasy sounds like uh, an ad firm came up with the name. Yeah. Uh, I think that the abbreviation E is pretty good as as a name for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it just looks like you're doing scientific notation. <laughs> that was a bad joke. I, I apologize for it. No, it's fine. I'm <laughs> done talking about this subreddit, though. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes, and please tell your friends that's the only way that we can grow. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us uh, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at seeingreddit. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm on as Kamika- at Kamikaze Pilot. Uh, I'm on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram, JeffJK, patreon.com slash JeffJK, where if you give me $1 a month, you get two uh, bonus podcast episodes and a thing I've written. Uh, go to weaponizedlanguage.com for my other show, because the Pokemon one is finally over, so it's not other shows anymore. Um, oh no, I looked at one of the things where it was like, look at the center of this gift for a while, and then look at something else, and I'm looking at something else, and it's all woobly. <laughs> they got you, they tricked you. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, uh, is that all my things? Oh, uh, etsy.com slash shop slash funtimesonline, uh, you can order Perler bead sprites, I'll take commissions, uh, I have a lot of spare time, just do that for me, thanks. Um... <laughs> Oh, uh, I mentioned Sarah at the beginning of the episode. My username on there is JeffJK if you want to send me anonymous hate mail or confessions of love. I don't care. (laughs)
Yeah, I will not sign up for Sarah because I am terrified that someone's going to be like, you know what your problem is? I can finally tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I really want you to sign up for that. <laughs> no! <laughs> Just kidding. Absolutely I would, not. <laughs> I tell you my problems with you to your face like a brother should. <clears throat> uh, that would be a good way to uh, get through a funeral, wouldn't it? To have people get up and say what their problem with the deceased was. <laughs> oh man, I want to put that into my uh, will and have there be a sign on the inside of the casket that's like, we invite you to scream at this corpse. <laughs> oh, I looked at the gift for way too long and then looked at something else. Yeah, oh, stop, no. it. stop it. You need my, to stop it. My anyway, whole room is wiggling. I'm Louisa and you can find me on Twitter at Heronbird. You can find me on Instagram at Louisa Heron. And at, if you go to we- Jeff if you go to Jeff's website, weaponizedlanguage.com, you will see Burnt Crunchy Bits, my food blog, and you will see that Harry Potter treacle tart that I will advise you not to make. <laughs> uh, it I- looked really nice at least. <laughs> Thank you. I- I'd like to thank the folks talking about us on Twitter. Uh, Tanner, as always, doing good work. He's Queso El Diablo on Twitter. uh, And he often references jokes that I don't remember making, and it makes me laugh, so I really appreciate that. Uh, Thanks to Turner, uh, at Turner Dohan, uh, who says that we're way too funny. Thank you, Turner. I Uh, always confuse Tanner and Turner, which is very rude of me, because they have similar (laughs) names. Uh, We got mentioned by the official MST3K Twitter account. Yeah, I'm a bit confused by that. Oh, is the, did you sign up for their Kickstarter uh, yes. with our Twitter handle? That is correct, yes. Uh, okay. I, uh, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. We got a hug from the MST3K. Yay. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Flirt Vonnegut uh, also sent us a, uh, <laughs> a picture of Wario and Waluigi uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. being gay together, which is pretty mm-hmm. great. That's nice. Um <laughs> I was hanging out with Chris last weekend, and he was extremely mad that he's the number four fan, so I want to demote him to number five. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I'm going to put uh, Lael, uh, Flirt Vonnegut, um, what is, Skirk Lee? Is that the Twitter handle? Yes, I'm going to put Skirk him at Lee. number four now. Okay. <laughs> I really, I know that people were like, we shouldn't name a number one fan, but I really do like how bloodthirsty uh, the competition has gotten for this. So and Chris has never, Chris has never uh, appropriated fan art for our cause. So that's true, Chris. You got to step up your game if you want to, if you want to take down Tanner. Well, that's it. <laughs> we all, all right, guys. To say. Yeah, I guess we're done with that. So, um, so please come back next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on track. Uh, in this case, do read the comments because you can find out what drug they're doing. <laughs> ASMR is like a drug. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably not true. <laughs> well, it makes people be perverts. So. <laughs> From 10,000 lightning bugs As they tried to teach me how to dance A fox trot above my head A sock hop beneath my bed A disco ball is just hanging by a thread
Although I don't want to know what toilet paper the queen uses, to be honest. We just have to get dumb shit like Tasty Cakes, the snack cake choice of the Eagles. Fucking no, you're not. And who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, tasty Cakes are pretty good, though. That's a good brand. They are pretty good. <laughs> but would you buy them because of the Eagles? Probably not. No. Are we talking about the band or the, the sports <laughs> I thing? would definitely buy it because of the band. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Take it easy with these butterscotch crumpets. <laughs> be swept away to Hotel California. <laughs> That's them, right? Life in the fast lane with candy cakes. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're just all eagle songs. What? Which snack cake would you pair with a sad cafe? <laughs> uh, those. Coffee cake stuff. Swiss cake rolls. <laughs> Sad cafe cakes. <laughs> oh man, I really do think that they should adopt the slogan "Take it easy with uh, butterscotch crimpets." Though that would be amazing. I mean, that's already what I do with butterscotch crimpets. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to not take it easy when you got butterscotch crimpets, especially because you start out and you're like, "Oh shit, I only have two of these cakes left." But like, as soon as you open the bag, you're you've got two, and then you. But once you finish the one, you're like, I don't really need to eat the other one. But then you do anyway. Yeah, I'll throw it away or give it to a dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys... my mouth is like a trash can. 